Hey, so before we start, uh, we'd like to observe a moment of silence for Granty Mahara, who tragically passed away earlier this week. Um, as you know, Grant was a huge force in the tech, science, and geek scenes, and he had a giant connection to Star Wars that uh, we recommend you look up if you didn't know about it. It'll be surprising to see just how big his connection to Star Wars was, and and of course, who didn't watch Mythbusters religiously back in the day. So uh, please join us in this moment of silence honoring Grant. Grant, may the force be with you, man. Always. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. Well, Adrian, uh, what's up? We actually have some news to talk about. How about that? You know what? Why don't we just dive in? Because I know you have some thoughts about the Bad Batch. So <laughs> um, talk to I'm, me about the Bad Batch right now. Talk to me. Yeah. So, gosh. <laughs> well, this already feels we're only two days into the week, but it's another one of those weeks that feels like it should already be over. <laughs> Every week since March <laughs> has been uh, a year. So by the time we get to Tuesday, it's like, why isn't it Friday? Yeah, so you're anyway, good. It's, it's been like three months this week already. Yes, feels like it. Um, so uh, some big news dropped yesterday morning. Um, we are getting a new animated series on Disney Plus, and it's going to be a spinoff of The Clone Wars focusing on The Bad Batch and titled the same, Bad Batch. So... Uh, yeah, so that's coming our way in 2021, according to the news articles. So we'll get it in 2027. No, no, you know, they can do the animation um, more remote, right? And they only have to pay one voice actor because it's just Dee Bradley Baker. (laughs) So (laughs) Roger, Roger. (laughs) Um, so I had seen this rumor floating around a little bit, like kind of seen it bounced around, but not honestly really pay that much attention to it. Maybe because there's so many other rumors about Star Wars floating around. Um, there are? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just a few. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> we'll have to talk about those. <laughs> or not. Um, <laughs> so, so I wasn't totally surprised when this news dropped, although the timing was a little bit like kind of, oh, hey, okay, all right. Um, but yeah, so the Bad Batch, huh? Um, you... <laughs> <laughs> you were a little, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, when you shared the news with us, I was in the middle of a recording for work, so I couldn't really express myself properly. Got it, got but it. But even then, even after I was done working, <laughs> I looked at the messages and I read the stuff, I'm like, huh, okay. Huh. I 
yeah, so I I posted a very short Twitter thread yesterday. Um, I am actually kind of excited about this. I mean, you know, I'm a huge Clone Wars fan, so, and I love the clones, and I love D. Bradley Baker, so, like, all of those are good things. Um, I think that a series focusing on the Bad Batch, and I'm going to read a quick blurb from one of the articles, because this is kind of why I think this is going to be interesting. Um, and the blurb from this article says that in the post-Clone Wars era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. And that's that's what I think will be interesting, is that I think that if done properly, there is a lot of potential there to tell some really good emotional stories about these soldiers, now veterans, kind of dealing with what is like going to be a fundamental shift in their whole world. You know, the Republic has fallen, the Empire is taking over. Where were they when Order 66 went down? How did that go? Like, what happened in the immediate aftermath? How are they coping? Um, so I think there's a lot of potential there for some good stories to be told. Um, but I think they have some work to do because as we talked about in our original Bad Batch episode, the four Bad Batchers that we met are very <laughs> they're very well uh they're very stereotyped right you know like they have a, a thing and that's pretty much all that we know about them like the characterization of them in the bad batch arc was still very thin and so i think they have to work really hard to expand that and make make each of these characters more than their stereotype mm -hmm. right um, but I think, I do think it has potential. Um, my other complaint, which John echoed or brought up first, actually, in our, on our group chat thread <laughs> is that <laughs> this also needs a lot more women. Um, because it's five dudes, right? <laughs> All played by the same guy. <laughs> so I really hope that um they will bring in some really interesting um supporting characters who are mostly women sorry not sorry <laughs> five dudes i mean that's that's a lot like and <gasps> i'm sure we'll have anyway. some female supporting characters and maybe if one uh main one god i mean i've heard a lot of people um I've heard a lot of people suggest that, you know, we might actually see Rex and Ahsoka. I mean, this is all like speculation, right? Is that we could see for not probably a lot of, but like they could potentially pop up, you know, before going their separate ways, um, you know, depending on if they get involved with, you know, if there's any kind of like rebellion stuff, there are people that they could interact with there. So like there is potential, but yeah. Um, Would we really want that, though? I mean, I, I, I would I'm not like for saying this to be its I own thing, those, at least, you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, so it is, I mean, Dave Filoni is listed as the executive producer or one of the executive producers. Not the showrunner, um, though. 
not the showrunner and not well so um what gives me a little bit of hope is that the head writer is a woman jennifer corbet and um i don't know if she's done work i did not look at her imdb i apologize i don't know if she's done work with the um previous series any of the previous animated series um i'm suspect probably so but um what was her what was her name again jennifer corbet Maybe the R is now not pronounced or something, but um, there are two T's. But um, I'm I'm hopeful that because the head writer is a woman, which I don't think we've seen in any of the animated shows thus far. Um, so I like that. There seems to be a little bit more diversity in the team behind Let's the see scenes. Here. So that makes me hopeful. <laughs> she has written a lot of NCIS. Oh, well, I watch a lot of NCIS. <laughs> Three episodes of Star Wars Resistance. Okay, okay. Now I have to look up and see if there were episodes of Resistance that I loved or just thought were okay. Uh- <laughs> Building the Resistance, The New World, and Rendezvous Point. I think those were good episodes. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's mainly NCIS and a couple of other little random things. Oh yes, yeah. She was. She was on NCIS. Now I'm gonna have to. So I watched NCIS for a really long time. So I'm gonna have to go. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go look at that. Uh. <laughs> okay. Cool. I mean, I, I've mentioned this before. I would. I would like to get away from the prequel. And the Empire era. Let's let's explore the sequel trilogy. Never, era. yeah, more. I, yeah, I saw that a lot on Twitter too. It's like, why aren't we? Why aren't we in the sequel trilogy area? And I think that's a valid criticism or complaint. I am glad though, because initially when he shared that, I thought, okay, so it's just more Clone Wars, which isn't a bad <laughs> thing. But I mean, okay, it just ended. It kind and, of, but it kind of it is. kind of ended right. Like the Siege of Mandalore was a really nice cap on the clone wars like yeah. people are saying oh we want more but it's like what no we i mean yes i get it but like that was just such a nice way to end it so yeah so this will move beyond that which i think i mean it's after is, the wars themselves so it's like okay at least there's there's that i thought we were gonna get those kashik episodes that uh we never got in the original run or you know, I, I, I was getting ready yeah. for some lost episode, some more lost episodes uh-huh. to uh, come on board. And I'm like, OK, again, I, I, I'm going to wake up at midnight like I have with all the other shows to watch them. Um, but as of this <laughs> moment, I'm just cool. No yeah. hard opinion. I got no rumors, no theories, no nothing. Just like, OK, cool. Yeah. Give me Kenobi first. Give me Cassian first. <laughs> if you can, well. <laughs> please. Don't hold your breath uh, as it's already halfway through July. And I'm pretty sure, yeah. I want my freaking Obi Wan Kenobi. <sighs> I would use that TikTok audio, but I I won't. <laughs> <laughs> they know which one it is. They know which one I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> well, and I mean that's why I'm like reading that description from some of the articles i think that is what i'm kind of clinging to i wouldn't say you know i'm gonna do the same thing like i'll watch it you know i love d bradley baker i love the clones i love clone wars you know yes this this appeals to me on a certain level 
Um, but I want them to, and I really hope this happens, is that they will definitely kind of dig into um, a little bit more of that, dig a little deeper. So that's my personal hope. Oh. And not just like blow shit up every episode, <laughs> which that'll probably happen too. But I mean, it's a bad batch, so I <laughs> it's mean... the bad batch. So Wrecker will be really sad if he doesn't get to blow something up every episode. <laughs> I mean, I, let's just hope that uh, it ends up being what we want it to be. That's, that's all we got to say to that. <laughs> and again, I will be waking up at one in the morning, midnight, whatever time it comes out. It drops on Disney Plus to watch it. So cool. They got me. They got you. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard to get us, at least a lot of us. Um, we, uh, the Kiner brothers tweeted that they are going to be doing the music for this show, Bad Batch, um, which I had actually been wondering about. I was like, hmm, I wonder if we'll get more Kiner music. And ta da! Yes, we will. Um, they're going to be scoring this. So that's awesome. I that's mean, some really good news. Lo- yeah, love me some kind of brothers. So bring it on. I'm always, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So that was, that was our surprise news yesterday. <laughs> Maybe not a surprise to some people, but kind of a surprise to me. Again, I don't know, like, if there, there've been no, there's been no announcement. Um, if we'll get a virtual celebration of any kind. So I wonder if they're just dropping stuff as we go, because why not? Although SDCC is also would, well, a virtual version of SDCC is taking place next week. So I wonder if maybe some of it's next week already. Like, (sighs) oh, wow, dude, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, what day is it? Yeah, it's what? Next, next week. What? Yeah, we're already halfway through July, my man. Shut your face. I can't. We're podcasting. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Yes. So, yeah, I, I don't know if maybe this announcement would have been dropped there or later at Celebration, but yep. So, <laughs> there we go. That's our news news for the week. Very Opinions seem to be split, Yeah. Some people are excited. Some people not so much. We'll see. I hope it's good. That's really all I want. I'm sure it will be. Well, I should. I hope it will be. No expectations, Cat. No expectations. <laughs> Keep it low. Yeah. No. You have the right. You have the right idea. Just. I need to let go of my expectations. What I want. It's gonna be at least seven months or more before we get it. So I'll probably have forgotten about it by then. <laughs> In a couple of months, we're probably. You know, we're pro- well, I would safe bet we're probably going to get a trailer for season two of the Mando next week, if that's the case. I would not be surprised if they dropped a little something next week. Yeah. Or saved it for later in August. But I can't remember. Remind me. Maybe, you know. Well, no, wait, because last year. Sorry, now I'm answering my own question that I didn't even say out loud. So <laughs> I was going to ask you. <laughs> If they did anything for the Mandalorian at SDCC last year, but I suspect they didn't because Celebration had happened in April and they had done all the stuff for the Mandalorian at that time. So I can't actually remember if there's anything else at SDCC about since Celebration isn't a thing this year. But since Celebration isn't happening, 
I don't know. I did look at the schedule for SDCC, and there is a couple of publishing panels. There's one kind of general Lucasfilm publishing panel that's happening Friday, I believe. And then there's a panel um, about the Dr. Aphra audiobook, which comes out next Tuesday, if you haven't pre-ordered yet. Oh, and go, can we talk about that? for a quick sec because just quick disclaimer i i only listened to like the first minute because i did not want to get oh i listened to the whole thing yeah it doesn't matter what i'm gonna say is not gonna be a spoiler it's was literally just to say they have a clip of the audiobook on starwars.com and it's perfect it's perfect. Um, she sounds fantastic. That is exactly how I heard her so in my head. Great. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Go listen to the snippet of the audiobook. You don't even have to listen to the whole thing like Adrian did. It's seven minutes long. I listened to the whole snippet. Um, you don't have to listen to the whole thing. Just listen to the first minute. Sheer perfection. It's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> really excited. It's going to be a good book. <laughs> I pre-ordered my copy yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe over the weekend. Whatever. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it sounds perfect. Uh, so there's a panel on the Dr. Afra audiobook at SDCC next week. Um, but those were, I think there's one other Star Wars panel and I cannot remember what it's about, but I think it's more of a fan panel. Like, I don't think it's, um, like, it's not people that work for Lucasfilm. I'm gotcha. Pretty sure. So, um, so I, there's nothing on the schedule right now for SDCC that screams like major announcement to me, but I might have, I might have overlooked something like it might have been buried in a more generic, um, generic listing so disclaimer i don't 100 percent know that we shall see we shall see a mando trailer would be awesome it though. would it would be the afro fun. audiobook and a mando trailer oh my week would be set <laughs> that's a that's a podcast episode right there for sure I, yeah <laughs> yeah in two weeks though because we have to have time to listen to it so Right, right, right. Right, 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 right. I'm going to have to uh, rush through it to keep up with Cat Ray's reading speed, even though this is an audio book. Yeah, dude. Well, You listen to uh, it at double the speed, though, don't you? I listened, yes. I think I listened to Dooku at either 1.5 or... You I think monster. it was just 1.5. No, it sounded good. Um, I can't don't do hate. that. Don't hate me. I can't um, do it. It works. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> Everybody sounds like this. It's like they're talking. People don't talk like that. No, that's when it's like double speed, dude. Um, hilariously, I was listening to an episode of our podcast and actually accidentally hit like the 1.5. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> sounds terrible. Adrian, what did you do? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, user error. Uh, was... Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, no, I started taking the bus, or I'm, I'm going to start taking the bus into work again. So, Ooh. at least some days. So, I'll be able to, it'll be easier to listen, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Well, on that note, I suppose we transition over into our main topic for tonight. Our main talk for today is Spooky Tuesday, Halloween in uh, July. Yeah, July. Halloween in July. 
Uh, we're going to talk about Vader Dark Visions this today, week, today, right now. Yes. <laughs> Heck of a read, I gotta say. Uh, I had read the first couple of issues as they came out, but then I decided to wait until there was a full collection, which I ended up getting and reading for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, That's right, he did. There's a lot to love, and there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> but uh let's a second one at a time so how's about we start with issue one savior sure savior da, 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 da. saving the best for first yes yeah so i'm just gonna say that overall um so adrian is the spooky guy here um, i'm not but i enjoyed these but i will say up front that i felt like this series of comics there's only five issues I felt like this series of comics started out really strong and ended really weakly for me personally. Um, but that's my own personal opinion. So, no, no, yes. you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm always right. No. <laughs> you're always something. Ooh. Um, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> also true. <laughs> Can't deny it. Yeah. So the first issue savior um is that really i don't even think i realized they were all titled yes so i remember when they started uh, uh marketing uh the series the first image was a vader on that velociraptor horse with horns yes with the shield imperial shield and i just fell in love with it such a striking <laughs> terrifying image of vader with the ravens behind him with the two-headed ravens flying behind him this mm -hmm. vicious looking, again, the uh, only way I can describe it is a horned velociraptor horse. Yeah, he's he looks kind of like um like one of the ring wraiths from Lord of yeah, the Rings a little yeah, yeah. bit. Yeah, with the shield with the imperial cog on it. Like it has a very, um yeah, dark knight, um, evil, evil dark knight look to it. What's interesting is, so I have the single issues. I don't think they... I don't think they named the single issues. Really? At least the f the first one does not appear to have a name on it oh. or a title. Sorry, name. What am I? Uh, does not appear to have a title, which is kind of interesting. Well, um, I anyway. shall be catching you up on the titles then. As yeah, we go along. I'm gonna. Oh, that is very interesting. No, the second one totally does, as I'm pulling them up right here. So the second one has a title. The first one does not. Anyway, so really matter. right off the bat, I got to say I was initially really excited for the series because I, correct me if I'm wrong, if I remember right, they pitched it as uh, a look at Darth Vader from the point of view of other people, mm -hmm. other other entities, yes, right? Yes, through, through the eyes right. of other people. So Darth Vader is not really the main character here, um, but he is obviously in all of these stories, if you have not read this comic. Which... So I think Savior is the only issue out of the five that fulfills that promise in a compelling way. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, so the whole premise of this, this issue is that Vader... Basically crash lands, purposely crash lands on this planet after a battle and is witnessed by one of the people 
a kid, basically. Well, hold on. on it's this. A, it's, so it starts off on this planet, this dystopian planet where there used to be this civilization, city. this huge yeah. city that was mm-hmm. destroyed by something. So it's from the point of view of this kid that lives most of his time underground, underground. to, to uh, not die, you know, not get killed by this giant beast that uh, they're all afraid of. The Ender, the I believe, Ender. is what they call it. The Ender. So a lot of Last of Us type vibes here. So it's it starts off with this kid uh, just exploring the ruins, talking about how weird it must have been back in the day. So many people. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, at the same time he's exploring, there's a Imperial versus Rebel battle going on right above the planet. And like Kat Ray mentioned, Vader crash lands on purpose because they try to take him out. But obviously you just can't take out Darth Vader. So from there, just from this kid's perspective, th- these people that have no idea what the Empire is, what the Rebellion is, mm-hmm. might have had an idea what the Republic was maybe a long time ago. Yeah. Like, this is the first time they're seeing any of this. Like, whoa, what, what is this? This is, this is new. And this kid is just, like, enamored when he sees Vader come out. He's just, like, in shock. Like, wow. He refers yeah. to him as uh, the Black Knight. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's his destiny to witness this battle between Vader and the Ender. Mm-hmm. And that is such because, a unique yeah. look at Vader as a character, man. So, so cool. Yeah. Like the event, he's like an avenging angel. Angel, yeah, I love in that. This, in this, in this uh, comic, because through the eyes of this child and the way he's telling the story, you know, we kind of get this history lesson, like no one has been able to defeat this creature. This creature has decimated cities. Like it's basically this creature has changed their whole planet. Like they can't even live on the surface anymore. Like nothing, nothing can defeat this. And, and he, the child, um, puts himself in harm's way to, to witness this event. Um, and there are, you know, some tense moments when he thinks that Vader is going to succumb, but of course, ultimately, Vader being Vader, um, <laughs> he succeeds and kills the Ender and basically sets these people free, um, un- unknowingly sets these people free, because clear, you know, obviously we know that that's not Vader's, Vader's just pissed goal. off because this thing. No, attacked, he's so, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's mad at this like two armed shark creature. I gotta say, like, the Ender design in this is pretty freaking cool. As a kaiju uh, horror movie fan, this is yeah. a legit design for a kaiju type yeah. monster. Yeah. So I guess so. My the question that I had for you for each of these issues uh-huh. um, was that did it remind you of a particular? movie or uh you know i guess you call it like kaiju like a subgenre of of horror um yeah so yeah, yeah. so like this one is kind of kind of, this kind of, this one kind of has like a dystopian kaiju like pacific rim so yeah the, the, the monster design is totally pacific rim like the sharp edges and the the teeth especially it's very much pacific rim or maybe <laughs> things got like fists like it's <laughs> the little yeah. little Little Pacific Rim, a little Cloverfield, a little Gamera. <laughs> oh, Cloverfield, good call. But good uh, call. the beginning is very much like I mentioned, The Last of Us. It's very much like mm-hmm. your zombie type of dystopia, like um, minus the zombies, just you know survivors <laughs> uh, exploring the ruins of a once prosperous civilization. So there, there's a lot of influence from from a lot of horror subgenres in this, and uh, yeah, I, I mean. I mean, I, I even want to go as far as to say there's a little bit of uh, Christian allegory mixed into this with the way Vader is I mean, described. 
yeah, I could see this. I mean, given that the title for this issue is Savior, Savior uh-huh. um, and you know, Vader is portrayed as you know coming from the heavens on a flaming. The gods I mean, are totally could, battling the, right now. <laughs> yes, like a lot yeah, of, you know. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely kind of some of that um, religious aspect as well, where it's like he, in this ca- context, Vader is considered like the good side because the Ender has already destroyed everything on this planet (laughs) so so um so what i love too is how vader accidentally well not even accidentally he ends up saving this kid like a few times yeah but it wasn't his intent to save him oh no yeah at all right yeah but this kid sees it as he's protecting me he's protecting us as a people he was he came here to help us and the kid believes that enough that right after vader finally takes out the ender the kid approaches him, and you get this very interesting short yes. interaction between the yes. two. Yes, yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe my favorite part. In the, well, I enjoyed this whole issue, but no. Uh, but that interaction is just mwah. Yeah. The kid goes up to him. Vader's just standing there with his red flaming sword, <laughs> standing over the the, the carcass. The carcass like, of this giant on, monster. The yeah. sun is behind him, and he's just in this silhouette. He looks. He looks like Superman in this shot. Right from the perspective of the kid. It's, yeah, you know, his cloak is uh-huh. billowing very majestically. He, you know, he's got, he's got like that hero stance, you know, the strong, yes, no, super, that's a, I did not make that connection before, but you're right, the way that, aside from being in all black. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he can be Batman um, too at that point too. I mean, there's uh, a yeah. lot of, you can, there's a lot of ways you can take like that shot. Super, yeah, it's a very superhero-ish pose. But this kid is in such awe right now. All he can muster up to say is, the thanks. Like he stutters over it. <laughs> He's thanking Vader for saving him and his people for killing the Ender. Vader responds in this very typical Vader fashion. You should not uh you should not thank me, child. You're thinking, oh my god, Vader's gonna kill this kid. He told yeah. He's he was about to do something. He was totally about to Yeah. But then the re- Imperial reinforcements arrive, they pick him up, you know, got TIE Fighters, the Star Destroyer comes in. Described as a space god behemoth as big as a fallen city. Mm-hmm. The kid doesn't know what he's looking at. It's a Star Destroyer. And all Vader yeah. does is says, it seems the Force is with you today. Basically, <laughs> I'm out. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> and then as, in as dramatic fashion as possible for Vader is like sucked up via tractor <laughs> beam on top of his freaking X-Wing. I mean, TIE Fighter. Type, sorry. God. Wow. TIE Fighter. Um... But I mean, how, again, from this kid's perspective, how must that look to him? Like, oh, my God, he's just flying up yeah. into this flying I mean, has, city. Yeah. He just lifts. I mean, it, it basically to this kid, it must look like he basically just like lifts himself mm-hmm. into this into this giant space city um, that's come to, you know, take him back home or where he lives, you know, his home in the in as the space as the space god. So. Yeah, this this issue, like I read this issue, this very first issue, and I was like, oh, this is really good. Really good start this. to the thing. Yeah. yeah, really strong start. But again, God. it is such um, a unique entry and like any any Vader story, any Star Wars story. I just love how we see this side. It's not even a side of Darth Vader. We're just seeing Darth Vader, but we're seeing it from the perspective of a character that has no idea what's going on, has no idea yes. what any of this is. Has no idea who Vader is at all. Has which... this nativity too mm-hmm. that just adds 
like that much more of a layer to that. Like the kid, ends, the novel, the novel, the the issue ends with the kid uh, thinking he witnessed some historic destiny event. Right, it was his destiny to witness this story and pass it yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if, if the Empire doesn't come back and destroy the planet later on, I could totally see this kid just being an old man still talking about the Ender and the and Black how, Knight. How it, yes, yeah, and how he was he was the only one to witness that historic day. So you know, you're totally right. No, I I love it because it's it probably has of the four, sorry, five five issues this one probably has the most unique Mm -hmm. premise i think um out of all of them and does it really well um so i think this was definitely my favorite issue out of all of them absolutely (laughs) in total agreement so issue number two (laughs) unacceptable um i'm gonna see if that's actually what they call it in mine i think it is though yes unacceptable you know, I was initially annoyed that it was raining and thundering when we started, but I think it matches the topic we're talking <laughs> right talking about right now. Yeah. Spooky, spooky Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. So this one then pivots like 180. Um, we're back in the Empire. Back in the Empire. Back, yeah. And everyone knows who Vader is. And the the premise of this story is there is a, um, I don't know, is he an admiral, I guess? Uh, he's commander. a star, I mean, he's a Star Destroyer commander. Okay. Um, so, you know, he's on this mission to catch a rebel spy. They've stolen schematics yet again. Darn rebels. Um, and... And he he basically lives in fear of Vader and what will happen to him if he fails. And to me, and so it's this whole story about he keep about how he basically keeps spiraling further and further into extremes and taking extreme measures and endangering the life of his uh, crew and soldiers to um to prevent his failure and Darth Vader's punishment all this stemming from the trauma he experienced after witnessing S- Vader force choke the heck yeah. out of a bunch of imperials yes <laughs> um, nice touch that's a nice touch we we always see Vader doing his thing but we never really follow up on that and i, I like seeing how you know someone that's not ready for that could totally just be traumatized to this degree by it so kudos there. Yes, I mean it. It makes sense um, to me when I first read this issue, and I don't think you had read it yet. But to me, this gave this the vibe that this comic gave me was a very Edgar Allan Poe Telltale Heart kind of vibe, where this guy like can't get Vader out of his head, and it just like causes him to spiral. The breathing, um, the breathing behind the, the br- mask. Y- yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. whole kind of <laughs> I mean a little bit like. Like he, you know, he just keeps like flashing back to Vader this this one previous incident that he has, and knowing what Vader can do and is capable of doing, like having seen that, just basically drives him insane and makes him do like if he had not done that, you know, he wouldn't have destroyed his ship and killed his soldiers and um, yeah. So, a but he basically interesting just call. Goes I did not get crazy. that, but you're totally right. 
Um, so that's what I like. That's reading this to me as someone who's not like I don't watch horror or scary movies generally very often at all. I do love reading horror, so that's my own twisted. Um, I love <laughs> reading horror and freaking myself out. Like my brain is very good at freaking myself out. So I like reading horror. That's fine. So to me, that was the first thing that came to mind. What about you when you were reading this issue? Um, what stood out at me in this one more than anything was the art, which reminded me often of John Carpenter's in the mouth of madness. Okay. I'm un- I'm, I know John Carpenter, but I am unfamiliar with that. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's a Sam Neill movie, so you might actually dig it. Oh yeah. yeah. I really like it. Oh, is that the one from like the seventies or the eighties or something where no, it's he... a nineties movie. Oh, it's a nineties movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a Sam Neill horror movie. Uh, it deals with a lot of like uh, Lovecraftian type of body horror, but the imagery okay. in the in the book. Uh, well, Is that the, the one it, where his like girlfriend or wife or something goes crazy? That's another Sam Neill movie. Never mind. I think you're sorry. thinking about Event Horizon. No, no, I'm not. No, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> well, no, so you know, you know that. Uh, so in, in my in my collection anyway the, the the cover the splash page for for the unacceptable is Vader against a white background but in the silhouette you see the commander's face just yes, stretched yeah. out and and, and red mm-hmm. and that's very much uh, look it up later if you want that is in the mouth of madness right there then later on you just get these extreme intense close-ups you see the fear in the dude's eyes in the mouth of madness Sam Neill is going crazy with this obsession with an author of a book series. It's a Stephen, Stephen King substitute, but basically that. Mm, interesting. So it's like this fixation that kind of starts driving him mad. So that was my initials. Like, yeah, this is like, this guy is Sam Neill, but he's an Imperial Sam Neill. <laughs> so a, a lot of that. But okay. I love I love the Edgar Allan Poe connection you made, because you're totally right. The imagery itself isn't gothic. But no. the the obsession from the Telltale Heart is totally part yeah. of this. I dig it. So so I liked this episode, but I more felt really bad for everybody who was under this guy's command because he was just like he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't get it together if he'd just been able to accept responsibility. Um. <laughs> you know, this one I think started off really interesting but then once it just becomes like a chase i kind of started losing me a bit yeah i i mean i can see that um i did i did like the last panel like the last page of this a lot where the the star destroyer is burning and he's i don't know where he is i mean he's on the star destroyer but you get this kind of like um, oh that final shot where he's like the last survivor Yes, yeah, and <laughs> that Vader, was really good. you know, coming up, and that's like, you know, you hear like the, um, I don't know, you know, they have, they've written these, um, you know, tink, tink, tink in the panels, and it's, you know, very much kind of like, I don't know if that's supposed to be like the thudding of his heart, or, you know, what, but like, it's a very effective, like, he's basically like, <laughs> about to, about to, you know all this to avoid the very thing he ran headfirst right into, into. <laughs> yeah um 
The final shot is fantastic. Like the final splash page, I, I just love it. Yes, yeah. Really, really good. I just wish it wasn't a space chase and just not another rebel rebel thing. I, I wish I wish we could have gotten this this beginning and this ending different middle. That, that that's like my my only little thing because okay, we were really I mean, much inside the commander's head. Yeah. Then we left his head, and it's just him screaming, "Faster! Send more ships! Shoot him down!" <laughs> yeah. Which we get. He's obsessed, but like the Telltale Heart, we're constantly inside the caretaker's head after he murders his the guy he's supposed to be taking care of. We're with him the mm-hmm. whole time from his perspective, but we weren't with him throughout the whole thing here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Vader's really more of a a specter in this one. Um, and I think that's true for some of the later issues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, again, that's kind of like the whole idea is that, you know, this isn't Vade, like, this isn't stories necessarily about Vader. It's the role that he plays um, in other people's lives. Um, so it makes sense that for a lot of this, like, he is kind of that haunting specter that, you know, in this case, someone has experience with. Um, and is rightfully, <laughs> rightfully scared by. <laughs> so, issue number three, <laughs> tall, dark, and handsome. Oh. So, hold on, hold on. Before we get into it, let's just, before we, this is, this is the infamous issue from, from the series of comics. Oh my gosh. The basic premise yeah. is, there's a nameless woman, her whole thing is, she loves Darth Vader. She is the woman that loved Darth Vader. Not Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader. She's an Imperial. She works on the Death Star somehow. I, I, like, I, don't, I don't know how the, the, what the timeline here is. But she's on the first Death Star as a nurse, basically. She's a medical assistant. Yep. Right? Yeah. And yeah. yeah, she has this, this unhealthy obsession with Vader. So we, the internet has talked uh, in length about this issue. Cad uh, and I have talked at length about this this issue and its issues. Huh? See what I did there? Yeah. Cat Ray, please, lady, explain exactly what is wrong with this issue because I have my thoughts. You know what my thoughts are, <laughs> but please, this is your moment to just. Oh, as if I don't spend enough time on this podcast talking. Yeah. So issue three. Um, when the cover for this issue was released, I was super curious as to how this was going to go down. And mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to seeing this issue. And the way that I get my comics, I get them bundled and sent to me on a monthly basis so that I can save on shipping that way. And instead of weekly. And so this issue was released and I did not have my copy in hand, but of course the internet being the internet, um, everyone was talking about it as soon as it came out. And I was like, oh, well, how, how bad could it be? Like, I was really looking forward to this. And I started reading some of the pages that people oh so helpfully put up on the internet. And I was like, oh, well, I gotta wait until I got, I get it, like, in my hand, physically, and can read the whole thing, because it was not the whole comic. And then I got the whole thing, and I was like, oh no, it's, it's really that bad (laughs) so i (laughs) my issues with this are many so i do want to start off by saying i think that the premise of this is interesting yes amazing setup uh, or idea like someone Uh someone who is part of the empire 
who is basically now 180 degrees from the guy that we saw (laughs) in the second (laughs) issue. This person is in love with Vader and the... (laughs) The the premise is interesting, the execution hugely flawed. Um part of that right off the bat is that what you mentioned earlier, this woman is nameless. We know almost nothing about her except that she is a nurse on the Death Star, nurse or assistant, doctor, physician's assistant on the Death Star. We we don't even get a name for her. So that's issue number 1. Issue number two, she has literally no agency in this comic. Like, yes, she loves Vader, but the whole, the whole reason, part of the reason that she loves him is because she's already kind of in this abusive work relationship with her boss. And vader to her is like an escape fantasy and there are some actually really like i actually really do love the kind of like dream sequences that she has in this comic yeah those are really cool um where she's kind of imagining like what if she were working you know if she were like a partner with darth vader like what that would look like because in the position that she's in she she has no power. She's powerless. She's the bottom of the totem pole. She's literally collecting scraps of Darth Vader, which is another issue because yeah. it's really creepy. And I like so I know. So that I like to lot- add on that. Obviously, the, the 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 women angle, the woman angle here is totally warped. But I also have a I have a I have a pet peeve about mental illness depiction in in fiction. Yeah, and no. Please feel free to jump in because basically what ends up happening is they make her crazy. Like she just she like she collects she, blood and leftover parts, and it's just oh. <laughs> um, I think they were going for a Harley Quinn type of thing, but it the, they just uh, botched it. <laughs> Really, really badly. Yeah. I mean, she's... Because, I mean, she's blonde, too. She's got, like, the same, like, bleach blonde type of... She looks like Harley yeah. Quinn to me, physically. In, in, a, in a ponytail. Yeah. Not pigtails, but in a ponytail. You know, it's pulled back in a ponytail. Um, I think... Yeah. And so then she's, like, literally collecting scraps of Vader. And I don't know who thought that was a good idea, like, it's one thing in part of the comic, like, he leaves his cape behind. Like, that's not actually part of him. It's part of his costume, his his outfit. And, you know, honestly, who wouldn't want Darth Vader's cape? Like, it's fabulous. <laughs> so I get, you know, like, she takes the cape and is kind of swanning around in it. I mean, who wouldn't be tempted? Girl, I feel ya. But, like, yeah, she's, like, collecting leftover bits of him, you know, when he comes back from Mish. And that's... Blah. So there's that. (laughs) And then, you know, they get discarded and she basically, she loses it. Like she basically becomes, well, I don't even know if crazy is the white word. She almost goes into like kind of like a catatonic. um, That was the breaking point. Losing those physical bits of of Vader after the doctor finds them. Yeah. And she ends up going to Darth Vader's quarters and intruding on him while he's meditating in his pod and confessing her love to him. And then he stabs her and kills her. And literally the last line in this comic 
as she's lying dead on the floor is his last line is come get this garbage out of my quarters so you have a nameless woman obsessed with darth vader picking up literal scraps of him who then ends up dead and is called garbage <laughs> like did no one see that this is yeah. not the best look um you know as star wars fans i think a lot of us, not everyone, but a lot of people like Darth Vader. We know he's the bad guy, but he looks really cool. He has the red lightsaber. He doesn't hesitate to kill people. You know, there's kind of, he's the bad guy. Um, you know, they've definitely, like, people love Darth Vader, you know, even though he's big and scary. We're supposed to be big well, and that's scary. Well, that's why we love Vader. Vader Vader's yeah. not the issue, the problem in this in this issue. Vader's good. No. Vader's... Yeah. yeah. But so, I, I don't know if they were trying to, like, do some sort of meta commentary on, like, people loving Darth Vader, but the way that it came across... In in this book, um, in this issue, is it's really bad. Um, I would hope this is not a commentary on like collecting culture and whatnot. That'd be terrible. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I have to say that I'm not. Well, I would like to point out she collects one of the things she collects from him besides blood is one of his fingers. She keeps one of his fingers. Yeah, it's it's a weird. It's weird. Um, which is fine. It would have, I think, to, to totally call me out if I'm wrong on this. I think her behavior would have been fine had that not been it. A name, yeah, some sort of backstory. She she is totally just defined by her craziness and her abusive, uh, her abuse. That, those mm-hmm. are the two uh, qualities we get from her, and that's all yeah. that she is defined by. Mm-hmm. There's literally no other characteristic to latch onto. Had there been more to her as a character, as a person, yes, I th- I think this issue could have worked with the same story. Potentially, yes. I would have loved to have seen a little bit more um, motivation from her, I guess, like in terms of, like she, it's clear in this issue that she's aware that, um, you know, the, her work position is not the best. Her boss looks down on her, does not treat her very well. It's clear that she knows, like, Vader has the power. And that if she's in with Vader, like, she also has that power. So I wish they had delved a little bit more into, like, her maybe trying to harness that to, like, get ahead in some way, you know, like, get the doctor out of the way or or something like that, like, maybe almost, like, re- in a revenge context or something or, you know, her own personal ambitions, but literally there's none of that. Well, like, yeah, like, as you said, she's literally yeah. just defined as this crazy woman who collects bits of Vader and then winds up dead. You know, what's that there too is because in, in those uh, fantasy sequences in this, which I agree with you are totally fantastic. I, I love those looks into these into these uh, fantasies. We do get a hint of that kind of ambition. Yes, I mean there it. is. We just no, do not explore yeah. it. I mean, there's, there's the one flashback before she enters vader's quarters where yes she's like she's got like the like the black sith outfit you know she's looking really good really strong very powerful you know force choking (laughs) force choking him and 
you know, like, so yes, you're right. Like the, (laughs) it, like there's a hint of that. And I think that's what's ultimately frustrating is like, I think that if they had leaned more into that and she still ended up dead, it would have sucked on some level, but it would have been a better story. The way it's written here, it's just yeah, bad. We, like really bad. We didn't need her digging through the garbage and dunking her head in trash water to find the finger and yeah. trash. And yeah. I mean, I I don't um I don't know um but this series is all written by a man. Yes. <laughs> And this this, so, make, this issue makes it obvious. Like you read this yeah, issue, you know this was a dude. So I don't know, and like I'm looking at the page where they list, um, and like there was a a woman that did a variant cover, but unless there are a couple of initials, so I don't necessarily know like that person if they are a man or a woman, but. You know, the majority of it is men. And I think that's really apparent in this issue that they <laughs> did not really know where how to direct the story well. And it ends up really being kind of awful. Um, but the potential was there. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what's frustrating. Yeah. Is like, I was really excited about this. Yep. And then I read it and I was like, Oof. Ugh. And there was a lot of, um, to kind of sidestep, there was a lot of kind of outrage, um, in my Twitter sphere of women who read the comics and were really disappointed about this. And there was actually a movement, if you're interested, there was actually a group of women that decided that they were going to give this character a name and write a real ending for her. And so there's actually like fan fiction that was created to kind of fix this (laughs) because people were so disappointed with the way that it was written and how it turned out so what's her name um her name is die um which is a playoff christine die from phantom of the opera oh. um and it the, the somebody i'm not sure who it was i uh, not me but somebody on twitter was like well maybe she was from naboo and so they gave her like the little the little the accent on the um, oh, I see on our name. name. And so there's it was like this headcanon, but it was also um it was also a play on Christine Daae from Phantom of the Opera because in this case like Darth Vader is the man in the mask. The Phantom, Phantom. yeah. Interesting. Um, I like that. So, there's your horror movie connection. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, so again, you've watched more horror. I don't know if this is a common trope in horror like or, See the thing is, know. this one isn't even a horror story. It's it's. I think it's just a very poor attempt at a Joker and Harley Quinn inspired uh, romance and fatal, Star Wars. Fatal romance. Yeah, mad love Ugh. from Matt, yeah. from Batman. Mm. Uh, yeah, no. Did not love it. I'm sorry to say, I really wanted to. Yeah, no, I really I, wanted to. The this story, I I love the first issue, Savior, like we talked about. Cat Ray loved it too, like we like we said. But this issue, I remember when the premise came out. I, this was the one I was the most intrigued by. Yes, it is, I mean, again, it's saw, like another. We don't get that ever. Give me, yeah. the, give it to me. 
Yeah, and we saw the cover, which is very striking. Yes, it is. Um, you know, and it does it does kind of have that Phantom of the Opera feel, like she's in the white gown mm-hmm. and he's in the black, and um, the red is highlighting them. So there's, you know, like the cover is super striking. Everyone was like, who is this woman? What's going on? Like, who could fall in love with Darth Vader? I thought she was going to be like a diplomat or something. Or Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, honestly... Yeah. You know, you could ship Darth Vader more with there's a character in the Star Wars main comic novel. Anyway, uh, (laughs) comic novel, main comic line that's now ended, but blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, there's a better relationship with this evil (laughs) queen. Uh, Anyway, rabbit hole. Never mind. Moving on. So, yeah, issue three. (laughs) three. I I Um, will say one last little thing. I got a chuckle. Out of Vader's expression as he's staring at her while she's pouring her guts out to him. I mean, it is kind. He's just kind of like what? It's like, uh, uh, what's happening? It, it almost looks like she woke him up, and he's <laughs> and he's kind of trying to like gather his bearings. Like what? He just has this very half confused, half sleepy, half yeah, half kind of like WTF. So that made me laugh. The the art in that section made me laugh for that reason. <laughs> but God. then the last page just kind of kills it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the gar the garbage comment. Ugh. Like nameless garbage. There aren't even that many women in Star Wars. Like <sighs> Anyway, moving on. We're going to move on to issue 4 now because otherwise I'll spend another half hour ranting about issue 3. So, <laughs> Issue four. Hot shots. And yes. And so I'll be honest. So <laughs> when these comics came out and I got them, I was like super jazzed and three really harsh my buzz. And then the last, I said this earlier in the podcast, but the last two episodes were, oh my God, last two issues. Um, kind of, they didn't hold my interest quite as much. Nope. Um, mainly because they, they didn't feel very... I guess it, at least with the first three issues, we kind of had, um, you know, like the, the, I don't, uh, you know, like there's, there's, there was kind of a little hook and these issues felt very similar and hmm? generic a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we kind of went back. So these, both these issues seem similar to the second issue because it's basically Vader chasing rebels. The, the, the promise. Um, that was very much present in the first issue is totally broken in the last two issues, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Um, issue yeah. three, as problematic as it is, it is still a it's more interesting more interesting. Story. Yeah. Yes. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. Issue four, issue four in particular is my least favorite. I... Or the most boring. Also totally agree. Yeah. Yes. Um. I mean, this one has potential not actually um it's just it's a generic rebel versus empire dogfight and it's a rebel who's not even very good Good. (laughs) um like he starts this issue starts off and he's a child whose father is killed by the empire for being a weapons smuggler and this kid basically which i don't fault him for because he's what like seven or eight it's horrible um his dad's using him as backup 
And he doesn't shoot the stormtroopers that then shoot his father. Anyway, so it sets up this lifelong grudge against the Empire. And then he shows up and he basically acts like a big old hot shot with like nothing really to back it up. Um, he basically shows up at Rebel Command is like, hey, where's my ship? Dude, where's my ship? Um, He's a bro, dude. I'm the, I'm the bestest, most awesomest Rebel pilot you've ever seen. Um, and then they give him a ship. <sighs> Don't reward bad behavior. Beha- behavior. They give him <laughs> Rebels, a ship after he steals the ship and just kind of hovers for a bit. Yeah. And like, that's all you got to do to get a ship in the Rebel Alliance? <laughs> I mean, I'd probably fly into a wall, so he does have... No. <laughs> I mean, on paper, this one is interesting because it's building up to his redemption of sorts, but yeah. there's no arc in that it, that doesn't happen. No. He's, he's showboating. What? He's a bro dude. He's, yeah, I'm, I'm the best rebel that ever rebelled in the history of rebellion. I'm going to take out Darth Vader. So and then he... He doesn't, but I mean, he's not even likable as a character, so... No, no. He just keeps screwing things up, and at the end, it, at, the, at the end, his he has a chance to take out Vader. His squad leader sacrifices uh, himself. himself to give the kid the shot at Vader, and he doesn't take it. He, he freezes again. So what happens? He goes back to the rebel base, leads the Empire back to it, basically, and everybody dies. That is the story of this yeah. issue. Yeah. And I, I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, there were characters, there were explosions, there was action. <laughs> There's no arc. No, no. And like the the final, the final splash page on this ends like a lot of, you know, it's a cool image of like Vader's helmet and then this mm-hmm. rebel pilot, but it doesn't like, it's it's not really like the payoff isn't there like there's not a good enough connection like if there had been some sort of connection to like i think i almost think darth vader needed more of a presence in this or they somehow needed to tie it to like you know the jedi and the jedi being skilled but like there needed to be more of a connection there yeah. like there's not enough of a connection between this kind of bro pilot and darth vader it'd be one thing like, if vader was the one that killed his dad and he held this grudge against vader personally the whole time and that also could have been more interesting could have been but the image at least would have made sense because i agree that final image it's striking like you're saying it's a really cool image but like you're saying too there's no payoff this kid was not obsessed with vader why would it look like this image to me implies that vader's consuming him or something like that yes yeah this there's none of that he just happened to bump into darth vader during this dogfight, screwed up a shot to take him out and then and then got everybody killed. Then got everybody killed. <laughs> Probably himself too. Yes, I would assume so. <laughs> but um, it, it, like you're saying, there's just no emotional payoff to anything in this. No, yeah, this one felt very flat to mm-hmm. me. Like it's, it's just not very good. <laughs> just needed more horned velociraptor horse. Yeah, I mean, there need yeah, there needed to be more than just kind of the generic rebel empire rebel versus empire there um and unfortunately there wasn't really and so it i agree i think this was the weakest issue of the four and the one that i personally found kind of the least um overwhelming it was whelming underwhelming (laughs) it was whelming (laughs) it was whelming um 
there need yeah there needed to be something more there it's missing something um and so it doesn't it just doesn't quite work like yeah vader's a badass pilot and he's smart and he followed the rebels back but there's really there's really nothing else nope and unfortunately and I guess just kind of to transition into the final issue, uh, you can run. Uh, you can run, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. It's kind of the same deal with that it's, one. It's kind of the same setup, yeah. Cool, which I think was... Cool imagery, cool action beats. I don't care about any of it just because there's no uh, development here. There's no reason for me to care about what's actually happening. Yeah, yeah. It's like, again, it's Rebels versus the Empire. They've stolen something. Vader wants it back. Um, and this third party gets involved um, because he takes he takes these weapons. Um, and then everybody gets killed. So this group of, bla- uh, of Rebels end up on this jungly planet. It's very much a jungle planet from hell. The plants are trying to eat you. <laughs> they go to a bar to celebrate that they just stole these imperial plants the bartender doesn't allow weapons so he collects all the weapons and takes them to the back room while he's doing that vader and the uh soldiers the stormtroopers show up cause some heck kill kill everybody (laughs) so you just have this bartender in the back freaking out so he just takes a couple of weapons and like coincidentally he also ends up taking the the plants that the rebels stole and it just becomes this trippy chase through the jungle because he scratches himself on a on a psychedelic plant. So because of that, you do have a lot of striking and weird imagery that I appreciate. Yeah, there's there's some really cool imagery that happens, but like none of it is really. I mean, I guess the fact that he sees kind of some of these horror things might be due to the fact that he's running from Darth Vader. But I mean, he was like bitten by a hallucinogenic plant, so um. Like, it's not really caused by Vader, I guess. You know, no, it'd it's be... just... The plot itself is just that, and then he just runs for it. That's... You got the setup with the rebels, and then he just runs to a cabin in the woods. <laughs> and But because he's stripping out, he got that extra layer of, you know, Vader's saber turns into this giant serpentine-type monster that's hissing at him, and the cabin looks like a Vader skull. You know, just... Yeah, cool which is cool. Really cool imagery. Uh, inside, you got these taxidermied uh, creature heads, including a rancor. To him, they're coming yeah. alive at him, and he's just shooting them, but they're just like stuffed yeah. heads. I, I I just don't see what the point was. There's there's no... Wah. The most striking... Well, not the most striking, but the thing that stood out to me the most, too, and I still don't understand it, is that you got this bit near the end where he's hallucinating the bodies... Or the sp- yeah, or the ghosts. like everyone. Yeah, yeah. So of all the people that were just killed, because he's he's a bartender, so it's like his bar. Um, they were all just killed there, slaughtered by Vader. I don't understand what that's supposed to be. Is that is he supposed to feel guilty and he's, he's seeing that because he just ran? Like uh, this, this moment, it's I think it's like the epitome of what I'm trying to say. In that cool imagery, I love it. There's zombies in this issue, fake zombies. They're not really there, but he's seeing zombies creepy hallucinogenic sh- i mean but there's no I point mean, it kind of yeah like the the monsters coming alive like it definitely it kind of has that like trippy uh annihilation with like the kind of um annihilation bear monster or whatever that 
thing. Oh, I love that was. creature. Oh, <laughs> um, and creepy plants and being in the creepy jungle. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, there's a lot of cool imagery in this issue. But again, I think it's the connection that's missing. Like, this is a random bartender who's on the run with something that Vader wants. But, like, there's really there's really nothing except, like, he knows Vader's a bad guy and he's scared of him. Which is, like, most people with Vader. You just have added hallucinogenic vision. So, like, like issue three of this series, I got Batman vibes from this one. It's like... Scarecrow, the Scarecrow's fear toxin. Uh, you know, any character in, in the DC universe that gets doused with the Scarecrow fear toxin hallucinates to this degree. So yeah. there's that big splash of Vader looking like a predator almost. <laughs> the, yep, with the big yep. gaping jaw and all that. Mm-hmm. But again, Which is cool. It's cool. But... Again, everything in this issue looks cool. It just looks cool. But there is nothing underneath that cool. You know, It's I, very hollow. Yeah. And then it just kind of ends. The dude throws the, the, the plans at Vader, thinking it's a thermal detonator. Vader picks it up and he just kind of leaves. And the final shot is this dude just in this... Like his eyes. His eyes just in this curled up position, just in fear. Yeah. Do you think he's still... You think he's still alive, though, right? Yeah, he's totally alive. I mean, that's that's the way I read it. Like, I think he's alive at the end. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Vader just... He gets what he wants and he walks away. The Which he was about to—he was potentially going to kill that kid in the first issue, but he leaves this guy alive. I don't know, maybe because he knew this guy was going crazy, and <laughs> even Vader was like, "This guy's kind of weird." <laughs> yeah, it's like not worth it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wasn't actually a rebel, not like that. Um, it doesn't make sense. Vader but pause. Yeah, doesn't make sense, but that's 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 what happened. We both read it as yeah. he's alive at the end, just yeah, terrified beyond belief and he probably peed himself that's my head cannon <laughs> well i mean i would too so i don't blame him for that uh <laughs> if i had met darth vader pretty much anywhere i would probably do the same so yeah so so i think this this the way this was built was really exciting I think the final execution was definitely a little lacking. I mean, the issues are fun. Um, and the first one is really excellent. Um, but I think overall it ends up falling a little flat or not really reaching the premise that they said they were trying what they were trying to do in the first place. Yeah, I don't think they really met that goal. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, just... That again, that first issue just set this bar that the other ones just could not. Even as interesting as two or th- even three might have been to talk about, just you, c- you couldn't you couldn't really reach that big big height again, you know? Yeah. So so the what how this is summed up is who is Darth Vader? He has been many things: a Sith warrior, a commander, a destroyer. Darth Vader is to many throughout the Galactic Empire a symbol of fear and mysterious otherworldly power. But there are some who have seen the Dark Lord in a different light. So, yeah, we got yeah, like we got like it, two out of five there as far as seeing him in a different light. Yeah, you know, and the other three all revolve around Vader as this kind of like terror. He's scary. Um, yeah, which again, 
He is. He is, but um, we know he's scary. Yeah. Or at least make him scary in a different way. Yeah. What is the true legacy that the Dark Lord has left behind for those unfortunate enough to cross his deadly and destructive path? Well, they basically answer it there. Uh, they're dead or... <laughs> <laughs> things are destroyed um except for that one little kid that sees him as a savior basically everybody else is dead or crazy thanks to plant toxins so <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> womp 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 um yeah so i yes i think ultimately this kind of fails on that level um i really wish issue three had been better personally um don't we all because yeah i mean unless you're like it was just kind of like (laughs) kind of like dropped off a cliff after i I did notice a lot of basic bro dudes bro dudes could not see what the problem was with issue three oh yeah no there's a lot of they were like there's nothing wrong with it he's vader he's evil it's like that wasn't actually the point of like, com- yeah. Like, no, duh. We know that. That wasn't actually the point of the issue, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine that he just killed this nameless woman and called her garbage. Yeah, Vader. <sighs> Womp. Womp. <laughs> yeah. Well, at so. least at least we get to talk about the Kanan comic soon. Cause I yeah, ordered that. yeah. Kanan and Dr. Afra and no, I mean, ultimately, like I had really been looking forward to this. There is some stuff that I like in these this comic. Um, if you're going to read any of it, read the first issue. That's definitely the highlight. Um, I was looking at when this was released because I thought maybe it had potentially coincided with Halloween or the fall it did not it came out in like march may april (laughs) of last year so um yeah uh (laughs) um so it didn't actually coincide with spooky time at all but whatever that's fine um so i don't know if we'll ever see something like this again i'm guessing probably don't say that well, okay, sorry. Maybe, yeah. I mean, we're get, we're getting uh, by dark next legends. time get I mean, get a you know? get a woman to. Oh yeah, <laughs> we are getting dark. That's right, we are getting dark legends in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Written by a man, George Mann, to be specific. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I'm sure there won't be a nameless garbage person that'll just be taken out though in that one. I hope not. The the the, no. the, I, the Nosferatu Inquisitor story uh, expert we got was mwah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I finally did read Myths and Fables, and I'm looking forward to Dark Legends. So, so am I. Yeah. End of the month. That comes out the 28th. If you want more spooky Star Wars. Wait, wait, wait. So we're getting Aphra and Dark Legends at the end of this month? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So next Tuesday, Dr. Aphra. Tuesday after that, Dark Legends. The Tuesday after that, we get the Poe Dameron novel in the first week of August. So. (laughs) I know. We'll, yeah. (laughs) That will be another one that we'll talk about at a different date. Or I'll tweet about at a different date because... Adrian probably won't read it. We'll see. I mean, um, I mean, I'll read it, but you have other things to read first. I do. Queen's Peril. Um. What was that? What was that? What? What? Uh, what? 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 We'll see. But 
the point being, yes, we do have plenty of other things to read, uh, to talk about after we read them, and my wallet is going to hurt. <laughs> my wallet is in pain. Yeah, it's true. So much to buy in. <laughs> so until then, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. And you can reach out on Twitter, too, if you want. I'll probably respond back. But, I mean, Twitter kind of sucks right now. So, maybe. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, is, <laughs> Instagram is good. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CatRay. Uh, so, yeah. hope We hope you enjoyed uh, this deep dive into the Dark Visions really deep series. dive really deep dive this is probably one of more one of our more detailed uh, book club type episodes uh so yeah until next time may the force be with you and then some from blue lab productions thanks for listening to force fan podcast with adrian cat ray and john edited and produced by adrian misa with original music composed by brooke monroe and original art by mitsu overstreet Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. <laughs> <laughs>